0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's me, it's Kevin Holy shit How long has it been? Welcome back We've been on hiatus for a while I'll explain that stuff to you later In a different episode Right now, we are in crunch time Because you guys have to hear this episode With Evan Cecil Director Uh... I want to give you, I'm going to try and keep this intro as short as I can and quick as I can. Um, The first time I was on one of Evan's sets, I was like, this guy, what is it? I don't know what it is about this guy, but he makes it fun. You know, it's like, even though it's crazy and kind of chaotic, like there's no script There's no it Just kind of like Alright here's what I want you to do Here's what I want you to do Here's what I want to go. Okay action go Oh fuck I hope I did it right I don't really know mm, But I'm just background anyway So you know It's kind of like this Spastic thing But From the first time That I was on one of his sets I was really impressed by him And then I locked in to To do another one And then another one And in each case, I never got much of a chance to actually interact with the guy. He was busy doing his job, you know. But I decided to follow him on Facebook. And um, through that, and, you know, this was, God, what, four years ago or something like that, that I was actually um, background on these episodes. For the last like three years he's been talking about this movie that he's been making and it's finally done and they're screening it in oakland this friday and he proved to be exactly the person that i expected him to be um in person as he was on set. I mean, the guy is just he just fucking gets it. Couple of things that I want to say before you get into the episode is this is a pretty raw Skype audio, right? So, those of you who have ever worked with Skype or talked on Skype or anything know that it's if both people are talking at the same time, whoever was talking first wins (laughs) kind of and the other person gets drowned out um also evan was on just on his his base you know computer with a condenser mic whatever and i was on you know my normal setup so i'm gonna i'm gonna even it out as much as i can but there's gonna be You know, it's not not a perfect studio quality. It's not like we were sitting together in the same room. We were on Skype, so deal with it. It's worth it. It's a great conversation. Um, His dog really, really wanted to be part of the show. So the dog jumps in every once in a while. It's not a big deal. Um, It's actually kind of funny. Get your ass. To the Regal Nine Cinema at Jack London Stadium in Oakland on Friday, April 6th by 9.30. You will be able to get tickets at the door, I'm told. If you're listening to this ahead of time, go online and order them now. Because we're going to be hanging out before and after the screening. At a bar nearby, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but we will be hanging out. And if you want to come find us, I'll tell you how you can do that. But enjoy this episode. The Life of Riley Return from Hiatus with Evan Cecil. Thanks, you guys. We love you.
1: Ever known a good person named Kevin. Kevin Garnett helped me move once. Santa Cruz, you gotta be a cool guy if you're from Santa Cruz, right? Like I don't no one ever goes, ah, oh,
0: this douchebag from Santa Cruz cut <laughs> me off. Kevin, I mean, he really drives the ship in, in an amazing way on the show. Funny is good, and Kevin's funny,
1: but bright, right. even, even better. And that guy's just super high IQ. Exactly. Let's get this guy in front of a crowd!
0: Yeah, go listen to The Life of Raleigh. His last episode is gold.
1: Oh, good. It
0: works. It does work, indeed. Can you hear okay and everything? Yeah. Excellent. I've got a tiny bit of delay on this end, but I think it'll be all right. I think it. Okay. I don't think it'll affect the audio. I think it's more because of the video.
1: Okay. Sorry. Let me let my dog out. Sure. Hey,
0: get out of here. Okay. Sorry. No worries. So this. You look is, so legit. Oh yeah, I got all the gear and everything, it's fun Yeah Um, Yeah, yeah, so it's so funny That we're even doing this to me Because You know, what, a week ago I hadn't even thought too much about it And Wendy's a big person for Just ask You know So I just spur of the moment was like Hey, you want to come on the podcast?
1: Uh, I don't know anything about it All I know is you said It's not what I think
0: yeah, it's never what anybody <laughs> expects it to be. It's uh, we've actually been on hiatus for a little while, and so okay. we're jumping back in, trying to anyway. For 18. my the last year of my life has been a little bit hectic, and so just haven't been able to find the time. But now I've figured out a window where I can get back into doing it again, and we just we, you know it's like sometimes it's just me sort of ranting. And then okay. other times we have guests on and those seem to be the most fun. You know, we've talked to some friends from New Zealand and uh, we've got some elected folks down here in Santa Cruz that are interested in coming on. So uh, whenever I have a guest, it's not, it's not so much an interview. It's just sort of a conversation usually, yeah. which, okay. which is, that's what I like about podcasts personally, yeah. you know, it's like, you're just sort of a fly on the wall sort uh-huh. of a thing. a director on is is exciting to me you know because it's a it's a it's a profession that not many people i think understand and Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like how does one become a director how does where where does this where does this thing even come from you know what i mean like I, i think a lot of us that were in video production class in high school had designs on one day making our epic motion picture, you know, but yeah. yeah, I don't think most people even know where to begin, you know? Yeah. Totally. And, and, you know, I was on, I was background on a few episodes of your ID shows mm-hmm. and your set was always so much fun. Even though this,
1: who did you play? Do you remember anything about
0: them? I remember all three of them actually. I uh, I've never seen any of them, which is funny, because I didn't have television service at the time. So when they came out, I actually
1: don't get that channel myself. Really, (laughs)
0: that's so funny. (laughs) Uh, I remember I was on, I think, two episodes of "I Almost Got Away With It," and one episode of "Sex Sent Me to the Slammer." And the sex sent me to the slammer one was this kid who's, if I remember right, the story was, it was his 21st birthday and his buddies took him to this biker bar and got him a prostitute, but she, he didn't know she was a prostitute. Yeah. And then the cops raided the place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. something
1: happens where his, his pants are down. Yeah, he's and the in cops the bathroom, him, his, and his underwears are down. Or Ex- whatever, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. He was in the <laughs> bathroom with the prostitute, and I was one of the cops that raided the place in that one.
1: But you weren't in the bathroom. No. Okay.
0: No. All right. I was. Uh, yeah,
1: I remember you as a cop. Yeah. So the long hair has thrown me off.
0: Yeah, my hair wasn't quite this long. Um, and it was. It was. And I was the I was out in the bar for the like I'm the one that started the raid. Like you gave me the badge with on the necklace and I pulled it out of my shirt and that was oh, when we decided yeah, it was yeah. a go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was I'll that one. That's so. It was so much fun. Um and then there was one where I can't remember all the details, but I know that it was a guy that was on This was I almost got away with it, I think Um, he was he was on the run for something and some private eye had found him. But the private eye was kind of an idiot and just like parked his van in the same spot every day to To stake uh-huh. out the guy's house, and the guy was out walking his dog, and saw in the van like binoculars and <laughs> a notepad. Oh yes, that is yeah. <laughs> and, okay, that is familiar. I was the private eye that got out of the van and walked away. And, that,
1: that... and he's long haired. Was the criminal long haired?
0: He was. All I remember he was <laughs> He didn't. He didn't really have long hair that I remember. I remember he was walking a little dog. Um uh, and so was of... it a
1: tiny what was it a little tiny dog? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was my dog. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I joke
1: about making a reel for my dog because he's always thrown into He played a squirrel once <laughs> no in Sex Up, the Slammer. And we hollowed out a squirrel stuffed animal and stuffed him, stuffed him in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, it didn't work very well then
0: No. Is there no. any place to find those? online or anything like that any of those episodes you know i know
1: i know that i almost got away with it has um is on itunes oh really i don't know i'm pretty sure that the network doesn't have you know you know how some networks you can stream episodes right. i don't think they do that okay um but if we figure out what episodes i can look because i have them digitally and if i have if I if we can figure out what those episodes are, I can track down and see if I have them in my little archive, and I can like upload those to you or something like oh, that.
0: That would be super fun. I would love to see those.
1: We could post them on the Okay. Um, God, yeah, I can't remember the name of the.
0: I looked on IMDb. It didn't I? Didn't find any that the titles really jumped out at me. Yeah. But I don't. You know, I only know sort of what's going on in the scene that I'm in rather than necessarily the whole episode, you know? So, um, but yeah, like I said, your sets were always fun, even though it was so frenetic and frantic as your schedule was so tight. um, Yeah, it was, you know, it was still always a lot of fun. Good. And then when you started, um, promoting lasso so much on Facebook, I was like, Oh, super cool. He's doing a movie. You know, and I yep. couldn't, so I saw the trailer the other day, which yeah, you think? it looks, the trailer's excellent. I think, I mean, some of the shot compositions were really cool looking to me and, Thank um, you. And, and I watched two trailers. One said it was official and then the other one, I'm not sure. And it was slightly different. Like you saw more of the sort of rodeo aspect in the, in the second one that I saw.
1: Oh, there's one, we did, we released one that was just like a little clip, it was just like a 10 or 15 second, or maybe 30 second, maybe Mm. it was a minute, I don't know, it was just a little clip, and then we have like a proper trailer, Okay. that's more, you know, it's all quick cutty and, you know, music, sorry, I keep thinking, let me get my dog out of
0: Sure. I
1: don't know if you can hear him barking at me, but...
0: A little bit, it's not super loud, but... Um. Yeah, I think I think I saw both of those then. Because the the first one I watched, it was like lots of close shots between like sort of metal corral fences, and somebody was uh, like tied to a post or something like that. And
1: okay, yeah, it was
0: like this really that really. One's...
1: And it's more like a little story. Yeah, you no, know, like sneaking around. Yeah, that one's the clip. It's funny, and everyone hated that. Like that got totally yeah. like trolled and you know, just called a piece of garbage and stuff like that. But the trailer people are liking a little better. So I don't know.
0: We'll yeah. See. Yeah. It gives you a little bit more, I guess, of a, like what the vibe of the whole thing is maybe rather yeah. than just maybe, yeah. this one super intense scene. Um, yeah. But it looks like there's some effects work in it as well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the brand, yeah. yeah,
0: the brand coming in and all of that kind of uh-huh. stuff. So-
1: also, the brand was pretty much, we added some steam to the brand but it was pretty much a uh, practical? practical effect
0: yeah wow That's and it's a...
1: funny because when we, when the brand showed up on set I thought to myself oh my god this looks <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible really and and it reads so well I can't believe how well it read
0: yeah. what did you think it was like too big or
1: um well because what it really is is like it's loose sight we also saw we had a bunch we found a bunch of weird like I don't know, like Burning Man types who had made oh. their own, like safe but branding iron hot coal looking things that were amazing, and they just kept flaking out. The people kept flaking out, but so we got this one sort of last minute, and it was like layers of lucite, mm-hmm. and then there was a light in the handle that kind of made the thing glow, and you can just totally see the layers, of blue. You could just see how it was constructed. You know right, what I mean? Right. But It kind of just plays fine. I don't know. And when you know it, you can actually see it in there. There's nothing. We didn't like smooth it out or anything. We just
0: ruined the effect for anybody that sees the movie now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, totally. (laughs) Uh, So tell me a little bit about how this thing happened, how you came attached to it and all that kind of stuff. Because I know I should, I might want to preface this by saying I have an uncle that's a screenwriter. Oh, okay. uh, And made, he, he and some he and his writing partner and some of their, you know, sort of professional uh, colleagues or whatever made their own independent movie several years ago. And I sort of watched that whole just tedious process after, a, after yeah. post-production, you know, the whole festival yeah. circuit and just, you know, getting all of these amazing reviews at all of these film festivals and then still not getting distribution. And, you know, yeah, I know what a, arduous task it can be to make a movie.
1: It's gnarly. It's intense, for sure. It's been like three years that I've been working right. on this, and I keep thinking it's going to let up. Yeah. And it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But the um, the way it all happened, which is, I mean, in a way, I mean, it's been so nonstop and hardcore, um, but it's also, I feel like I sort of hit the jackpot, which is I basically just... There was a local actor that he, you know, just wanted to make a movie. And he actually kind of approached me and, you know, he was in actually an episode of Sex Summit of the Slammer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, offered up some of his like family's locations as possible places to film. So we filmed actually at his mom's house an, an episode of Wives with Knives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I love the... My resume is all the time. Every all title is so, from so IG, cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he, you know, I mean, the way he tells the story is on that day we were filming in his mom's house and he went, you know, behind and watched the monitor as we were filming and just felt blown away and felt like, oh, my God, you guys are you guys could make a movie. This looks amazing, you know, and he just was impressed with what he saw. And then it sort of like started discussions from there um he ha- and he happened to um he was in the process of writing a book about he has a really interesting backstory mm-hmm. um so he was kind of writing that um and his like long-term goal was to make that into a movie but that felt so kind of personal and important that we wanted to just do something first to right. kind of cut our teeth and get the process going it was going to be you know lower budget and um and it was just this weird situation that no one is ever in. I feel like everyone like has a script in their back pocket, you know, and they're always ready to like, you know, pull it out and you know. And I just didn't have that. I'd just been so slammed on these TV shows and crazy. And right. So we had this weird situation of like, okay, let's make a movie, but we didn't have the content, you know. So I was reading scripts and, you know, finding and then we, we finally decided. So then to, at some point I said, oh, well, I've always had this idea to do a a rodeo a horror film set at a rodeo you know i think that's just a weird setting i haven't seen it and it's creepy and you know yeah um and so he said yeah i think that's a good idea and i think a horror movie is a good idea to do you know first because it can be cheaper and Mm -hmm. you know you don't need big names and whatever um and so then I had to just find a writer. And that was a whole huge process. And that's when I started reading all these, I was reading scripts at first to find one that might be like good to go. Uh Um, And then when we decided on, we wanted to do this one, then like shopping around for a writer was a whole crazy process. And I don't know, I mean, it it all built from there. And finally, and it's funny, the writer that I found, this guy, Roberto, that I love, he came to me through a friend one thing I didn't realize, too, there's there's like a uh, the nature of the business with writers kind of flows in certain times. You just hire them outright at certain right. times. You can ask them to sort of do an audition spec, you know, right. where you, they write up a couple pages of just what they're going to do or whatever. Um, and so I was lucky because it was sort of that was the climate at the time. I'm not sure what it's like right now, but. So I was able to get notes from the writers of what they would kind of do with the concept. And I had the idea, but I didn't have it like completely mapped out from right. A to Z. Um, and so he, and the funny thing is he wrote up these notes and, and I, and I they didn't work. I didn't like them that much. You yeah. know, I didn't think they were bad, but you know, I just, so I told him, I was like, I just feel like kind of missed the mark for me, but. I can't deny that we sort of got chemistry and I feel like we could work together and it's a flow and there's something easy and I feel like we kind of get each other and And I was like, well, so, you know, I'm not the one that's actually going to hire you. So we'd have to like just get to work alone. But if you want to like just go back to zero and start building the story a little bit together and, you know, see how that goes. And he was like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And that ended up being perfect. And and then the lesson too is, I mean, I, we worked You know, we had like five, six-hour calls a day, every day. Yeah. Probably like, you know, maybe not every day, but at least
0: three times a week. Wow. For a month. Just to put the script together.
1: Just to put the script together, yeah. We actually built like a 35-page outline, like a not in script format, but just a literal, you know, sentence after sentence. Yeah. And then the script ended up being 90 pages. So if you think about when you put it in the script format, it was pretty detailed. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but he was so he was so good. He wrote the script so good. Cuz the story is actually in really complicated. Mm. There's tons mm. of like stunts and horses and just ridiculous action and but it, it reads so easy. and It reads on paper so easy and nice. simply. It was just a little like once we are in the field shooting it. It was like oh wow. Oh my god, what what have we, what did into we do? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great anyway so that's kind of so that's that's dimension. an interesting way for for a production to come right is just kind of like hey we should make a movie okay well yeah. what kind of movie should we make well, let's make a horror movie oh, let's set it at a rodeo all right now we got to get somebody to write it you know yeah. that's a
1: yeah
0: that's what about. it was like
1: which is a different kind of stress but it also sounds like a dream come true
0: you know in a way sure yeah well yeah <sighs> yeah and then then you've got to get the money to make it right? Right, well, he already had that. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, his family has a very successful company, and so he was all ready to fund it.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, so that was great.
0: Yeah. Lucky. (laughs) And, I mean, I know you, like, I checked out your website and I checked out your CV a little bit, um, in addition to the stuff that I already knew that you did for ID, right? Um, yeah. At, at, and at Indigo. And one thing I found that we have in common, although I only did it for probably eight months or something, but we were both PAs at special effects houses. Oh, okay. Once upon a time, this was for me, this was like 90, 1991, 92, maybe I was in LA and I got, um, I lucked into a PA gig at Apogee. Are you familiar with them at all?
1: Maybe it's familiar sounding. I do They know. were.
0: They did a lot of TV commercials, but they also they were involved in like like they did the um they did the gopher for Caddyshack. Oh. And uh and they they did some stuff for like Raiders of the Lost Ark and they had a they had an Oscar for something they did on Star Wars because that was before Lucas built his whole thing right so he was right. but you actually you worked at lucas for a while you worked at skywalker sound at one uh-huh. point right?
1: yeah yeah i worked at ilm i don't know about you but i've found visual effects not exciting kind of really boring
0: it yeah. was just so i was just so excited <laughs> to be on any type of set at all that yeah. it was kind of like you know this is where the magic happens and you know i mean i was running i was running film to photo cam and picking up craft service uh, okay. stuff that yeah. was like my job
1: um,
0: okay. but we did you know i mean we did some of the um I remember though, we did some Michelin, either Michelin or Firestone. They had this whole ad campaign that was little babies sitting in the tires in like inkling weather and stuff. Yeah. So it was something about
1: precious driving or something like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then Polaroid had a whole um, thing for their one step camera that was, it was under $35. So they did this split screen thing where one of them was under 35 bucks and the tops, top of the split screen was 35 like male deer. And then the cameras oh. under that. And then I worked on one that was under 35 bills and they had the guy that made the Energizer bunny make these walking duck bills, these radio controlled walking duck bills. Oh. <laughs> and we okay. just put them on the, what's it called the cyclotron or whatever, the, the endless white background thing. I oh called. yeah. Um, I call
1: that an infinity wall, but I don't know oh, if okay. that's what it's called.
0: I like that better. Got a little yeah. more panache to it, infinity wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds like it means something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was like, you know, trying to pull them with monofilament lines so that they would stay straight. That was probably the one that I was the most actually hands on with. Otherwise, like I said, I was just so that's running kind of practical. Stuff. Yeah. No, it was like, super practical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's more fun. Yeah. It was I felt cool. like I was sitting at a desk looking at, you know, Excel spreadsheets about the status of shots and. You know. When
0: you were at ILM, yeah, yeah, it
1: was grueling.
0: And then, how did you, how did how did it go from, you know, sort of administrative PA work and and stuff like that to directing for Indigo, for example?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, my my first, I I was going to school at San Francisco State studying film. Long time ago, long time ago. (laughs) And then I, at the time, the department was really impacted, and it was really hard to get any um, kind of production classes. Mm. So Mm. I was looking for an internship and ended up actually getting uh, my first job on a movie, which was this movie called Nine Months with Hugh Grant, that cheesy one. Rom-com. The same one that he got in trouble with the hooker. That's
0: right, that's right. Yeah, the same one, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, and that ended up being a great, and it was you know, I worked on it for almost a year straight, and it was a, a, an amazing learning experience. Anyways, and back in this time, they used to actually do a lot of studio movies in San Francisco, which mm-hmm. they don't do now. Mm-hmm. So I ended up staying, you know, jumping from show to show for a long time. Robin Williams was a big part of it because he he used to take movies on the condition that they filmed in San Francisco. Right. So I've worked on like maybe I don't know five or six movies with him, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then it all dried up. And then the sort of first dot com thing hit. And all it all dried up and and all, and a lot there was some politics and stuff that happened in San Francisco as well. And no studios were coming up here. So that's when I started working at ILM. Um and I didn't love ILM, so I went up to Skywalker Ranch and that was pleasant. It was again, it wasn't very it wasn't completely stimulating, but right. it was pleasant and I loved everyone I worked with so that was nice Mm. Um, and then I randomly went I went with a friend of mine to this mixer this production industry mixer she was looking for work and I met the guy who's the head of post at Indigo Mm -hmm. and it turns off the freeway from where the Skywalker ranch was and we were just chatting and you know he said I should come by and check out our space and I said okay sure And I stopped by one day, and it turned out it was a job interview, which I didn't even Ah. realize. And then, um, you know, and it was these little TV shows, and, you know, she offered me a job on the show about um, abducting. Women have been abducted by aliens. That's what it was. Another, another, you know, top tier. Real highbrow stuff. (laughs) Highbrow thing, yeah. (laughs) Um, That actually was pretty intense. I didn't direct that. I was just kind of i started doing research i was supposed to be more just the more kind of like the elaine you know elaine my producer already to go i was kind of an elaine at first with this other guy um and i showed up maybe i'm going off topic you can no of-
0: not at all this is this is, this is exactly actually kind of an interesting story for.
1: So the show's about women have been well anyway. So they offered me this job and I obviously I took it. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like I'll get some creative stimulation here. I was feeling a little bored yeah. there and I would be more involved. And and actually in my interview, they said, What do you want to do long-term? And I said, I really want to direct, which is what you're not supposed to say in right. job interview. And it was perfect that I was terrible at job interviews. So it was a great way to have one that I didn't expect it. I just sat down sure. and there it was, and I was just honest and it paid off. Yeah. Um, and so I start this new job on this alien show, and she goes, okay, we're doing six episodes, and on Thursday last week, it was a Monday, um, five of the six participants dropped out. Oh, so shit. we don't have—we only have one woman now in the, who's participating in the show. And so I was debating whether to have you even start today, but then I thought maybe you could just try to find people to participate in the show.
0: So oh, no way. Like, um, okay. Yeah. So you have to somehow track down that, women who claim that they were abducted by aliens.
1: Yeah, and want to go on T V and talk about it. Right. And the ones who are <laughs> legitimate that seem legit are the ones that don't want to talk about it. So you have to get them to trust you. I actually got really emotion and emotionally invested, I would say. You know, they had to trust you and it was all on your shoulders of
0: Are you gonna make me look like an idiot?
1: Are you gonna make me look like an idiot and are you gonna respect this or are you gonna like, you know, make me look yeah, like an idiot. Right. Um, so that was a whole process. And then actually I found them through hypnotists mm. who specialized in people like remembering their abductions via hypnosis. So there it was actually great. I got a few hypnotists that they each happened to have clients that they felt like there would be something cathartic for them in being part of the show.
0: Mm. Uh-huh.
1: And so that's how I got them. But so that was my first indigo show which was crazy I and then there was bet. a couple other shows and they just because i had said it they said we got this new show i almost got away with it and we think you should direct it and i was like great i think that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started
0: that's super cool and so yeah. so that was literally like you just sort of got handed the reins to that show then
1: yeah probably. i mean and they knew i had done In the other shows I'd done, I had done a little bit of directing just for a pickup shot here and there, you know, or something that would come up and I would just handle it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they knew that that that's what I wanted to do. Um, And I think they didn't. And it was actually that show was a perfect moment in time for we had a really small crew on that first season. It was crazy, but it was a time that we were all really ready to make it as good as it possibly could be you know we hadn't been so beat down yet and jaded and whatever and we're all working ridiculously long hours and completely committed and so it was just like a kind of perfect storm of a bunch of the core group that we ended up the show ended up being the number one show on the network and it and it became like you know when nine seasons or something like that you know so but yeah it was it was crazy that show (laughs) <laughs> that first season <laughs> that first season I literally would go home from shooting all day I would go home I would press I would get an email that's the scenes we're doing the next day I'd press print and I would fall asleep while I was printing on my thing I would jump up the next morning run out grab the thing I don't I don't know the script I don't know the right. story nothing right. I'm driving to the set that I've never been before I just have an address of where to go yeah I call this guy at the office who put these notes together and like, okay, I'm reading this. This is, I'm interpreting it like this. The important thing is that she says no to the bank robber or whatever it would be. You know, I would like, okay, no, 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 that's not what's important. What's important is that the mom is listening in the other room or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And then I would show up and it would be a bunch of actors I'd never met. I wouldn't even know what part they're playing. And we'd be in some, and they'd always be like, okay, we're going to be in some random person's house and here's all the scenes. But then, at the end of the day, you have to shoot this video store scene. So figure it out how to do it. It'd be like, okay, we have to make a video store or like an airport yeah. security checkpoint in just someone's living room. You know. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. It was fun, but it was
0: nuts. So your your days on that show started much like your background actors' day started. You just show up and they <laughs> go, "Okay, up, yeah. here's what you're going to be doing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so your day was the yeah. same. It's That's not even
1: crazy. the background. All the actors.
0: Really. The principals that principle. just show up yeah. blind, too. Yeah, that's crazy. It was
1: weird actually shooting the movie. It was odd for me having scripted dialogue that yeah. was, you know, I that took getting used to to me. And I, you know, the actors kept saying, you know, oh, but no, but then it's my line, or what's my I'm like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is what all the scenes, this is what the scene's about,
0: right? <laughs> I, I
1: don't remember who says what. Yeah,
0: that's so anyway. funny. I remember, um, just sort of maybe to give an indication of what some of the chaos of shooting a show like that can be is the, the one where I played the private eye that left all this crap in the van. Yeah. Um, you know, that was just shot on a residential street in like Hayward, you know, and yeah. we had to like ask, I remember had to ask one of the neighbors cause they were like sitting in their driveway, just like with their brake lights on. And it was like, you know, <laughs> We're trying to shoot this scene here. You either either get out of the car or leave or something, you know. But my favorite part was the uh, – when I got out of the van, I just walked across the street over to where the sound guy was. And in this particular one, I think you had the camera behind – yeah, because I was sitting in the passenger seat, and it was parked against the curb – and so this shot was the camera was behind the van, like sort of seeing up the, I think up the side of the right side of the van. And I just get out like stretch and then walk across the street in front of the van. And there was a car coming just as I, and, and everything would have been totally fine because it was like between ta I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember this car turned from the cross street Drove through the shot and every, it would have been totally fine, but they like slowed down and, and we're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like they made this whole thing about it. And I was standing next to the sound guy and I was just like, so did you get that? And he's like, he's just rolling his eyes. Like, yep, that was a ruined shot. Yeah. But it was, yeah. it was like that for that whole, that whole segment that we done I mean, it was only maybe what? you know, an hour or something like that of actual shooting, I think. But but it was just, you know, it was like trying to play hockey in the street. You know, oh, car. Car, I know. (laughs) We
1: could never afford, because we could never afford to actually block off the streets or even um, hire cops. Every now and then, there was a couple like really extreme situations where we had to hire a cop to chaperone us. But Uh yeah, for the most part, yeah, we were just out there. And we had car chases all, all really? the time you know so we that was a, <laughs> just really car chases actually. it was sort of like how lame our car chases are. <laughs> so like we were constantly like what can we do to make this exciting it was like gopros on the car on the wheels
0: you know right, right. car driving. Right. You know,
1: like, anything to make it look like they are driving fast because it just was so unexciting in
0: yeah. real life dub in the screeching tires and
1: yeah that's what one treasure island was great actually
0: yeah, you guys shot out there a lot, didn't not, you?
1: Yeah, we actually had a space out there that we rented that was um, the old library, but we had that as sort of like our storage, and you know, we had some sets built out there. But mm. and they let us shoot all around the island, and so a lot of our car chases were on Treasure Island because there was no traffic, right. and you know,
0: we could more kind of, controlled environment. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember. The, the other one... I don't remember what the damn story on the first one that I was on was. All I remember is it was a crime scene in a trailer at a junkyard. And I played like... Oh! Do you remember that one?
1: Yeah. In Hayward. That was in it, Hayward. That was in right? Hayward, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was like a pick and pull yard.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And I was one of the cops that was securing the crime scene for that one. Yes. And I remember okay. it was like a... it was yeah, like a, that's
1: like one... Like, um, I'm going to note that down so I can try to get you that one. I, of course I can't remember the criminal's name, but that's the guy who he ends up like making a hole in his cell. Well, you haven't seen it, you don't know, but he gets a hole in his cell and he climbs out the, the hole in that's the That's right. Wall. He
0: had escaped from prison. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this was his like girlfriend or his sister. Or, and he ended up. It was his sister. Yeah. It was his yeah. sister. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think the last one, I think the one where you were the, cu- where you were the, the, um, flaky private eye yeah. <laughs> was the, or it was the guy. <laughs> was he like a blonde guy? Yeah. Was it eighties? Do you remember? Was it, come on. Was know, it, it, like 80s, it could 70s. have been,
0: it could have been now that I think of like what he was wearing and stuff. Yeah. It could have been. And he
1: would, I don't know if he, he was a tennis pro guy. Yes, yeah. I don't know. If that yeah, was, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, okay. yeah okay. that's the one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. Okay. I remember.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, the, and then the sex sent me to the slammer, where where the guy the was in the, in the bathroom. That guy. was God, such a funny story. Where did you guys get these stories? Where did you? I, you know I don't know.
1: They have a whole research department, um, and they do. They have uh, what is that called? There's some. There are some special, um, online kind of subscription based sort of data places that they have like a huge, any periodical and any sort of article and things like that there, there's a strategy than looking for stories too, which I don't understand, uh-huh. which is hard, you uh-huh. know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they would come up with them.
0: But these shows also, I mean, the, you had like key players from the actual story that would get interviewed. Right. And then yeah, right. the other part was a yeah. reenactment. Like, yeah. And I only did it.
1: the reenactments. Right. Okay. I did not do work with the real criminal, but yeah, they would go into jail. That was a big thing for, I almost got away with it. They wanted them in jail still.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So had to go. And that, as far as research goes, that was tricky because there's actually only a handful of jails of states that will let you, uh, go in and interview a, a prisoner on camera.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, in fact, California is not one, so we couldn't even do. They had to travel for all of them, um, and so that was an issue. Yeah, were many things that would kill. There would be an amazing story, and there was many things that would kill it, and it wouldn't. I bet five.
0: You First know, it, they got to be willing to go on. Plus, you got to be able to get into the prison. You know, a whole list yeah. of things. I would imagine. Yeah,
1: there were times. Weirdly, a lot of times. They would be all ready to go, or they'd even be out there day of, and they would show up. And the prisoner, something happened, and they lost privileges, and they and so they couldn't right go right. be in solitary or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that weirdly happened all the time, and that was sort of stressful, you know. That
0: and yeah, would, <clears throat> did you did you shoot the reenactments after? I assume after the interview. Yeah, yeah. So they, they would, would.
1: Yeah, they would interview them, and they would build the kind of script around the interview. Um, and then I would get given for these shows. They have this weird thing called an AV script, which is called an audiovisual script, and it's sort of like two columns. And the right side is basically a section. It's it's a uh, groups of like uh, voiceovers, like narrated written things, plus sections of the interview, and that together. We'll build out everything you hear during the episode and then I would get given that and then I would make up everything I'm Even though we cut time. to the interviews all the time or there might be some Real footage of the crime scene or something. I would still have to cover the entire script just in case mm-hmm. So then I would be i would the first thing I do is get the script and just make up scenes It could cover because sometimes it'll be just like okay He's just smoking a cigarette leaning on a brick wall looking around and that'll cover He's been on the run for three years, and right. the cops haven't found him. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I, so, totally, totally. Yeah. There were times, too, that the... One thing that I actually loved was when we'd get in a corner, and things would fall through or whatever, and there'd be some really not as great of a story, you know, that that was really like our worst-case scenario story. It just, it just hit all those beats it needed to actually go the logistical beats but the content just wasn't that good right and i was when i got those i mean of course i didn't want them all the time a big amazing story is great but sometimes you get those and it was just super fun because you would get all this leeway to make the reenactments as fun as possible you know like then we would like okay we're gonna smash the thing on the wall and we're gonna knock over the refrigerator you know or whatever just like just add drama wherever you can, you know, and that was always kind of a fun challenge to just, you know, there'd be some, there was one that was this, this couple, and their crime was that they skipped a court date. They were teenagers and they didn't go to court date for like a traffic ticket or something. And that how was compelling. their big you move. Right. And it was, and there was some line about how, Oh, she was tough or she had a temper. I think that's what it was. She has, Oh, she had a temper. So we just made all these scenes of her, beating up girls in high school and smashing bottles over people's heads (laughs) and like all this ridiculous stuff. I shouldn't say that, but it was, was, you know, I don't know. That was fun.
0: It was was one of the
1: funnest episodes to watch, I think, because it's every scene. And also they care. They're more of a scene. Yeah. Which is good. Sometimes the reenactments are like, you just bop into the scene and it's not really a full scene. But sometimes when the story is not that good, you got to sit in the reenactments for longer.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Anyway, so, so Lasso's done now, right? Mm hmm. And I know you're doing a screening in Oakland this month. Have you? Yeah. Sc- have Friday. You sc- yeah. Oh, it's this Friday? This Friday, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to get this episode out quickly then. Okay. So we can get a, like a, uh, have you screened it for the public yet? Is this the first one?
1: Um. This is the first. Local public screening. We 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 submitted it into a horror festival in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then we and we won actually best. Let me get this right. Best thriller feature.
0: Nice. Congratulations. And
1: then we submitted it to something called um, the Fear Awards that is put on by something called iHorror, Horror, which is kind of one of these like it's like bloody disgusting or. Dread Central, one of these kind of things, yeah, um, and it won best feature for that, which was great. Um, and then that's it. And we've had it. And the Todd who financed the movie, he had a local screening just for his family and friends. Mm-hmm. At home, but this is the first one that'll be like open to the public. Nice, legitimately here locally.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it'll be fun. It's good. It is. It'll be good for me because it'll be a friendly crowd because it is local. There'll be a lot of crew members and friends there, you know, so, cause it's stressful.
0: Oh, no <laughs> stressful. doubt, man. I can
1: imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's putting your, putting your three year old baby out there for the oh, world to judge.
1: It's true. Right? It's hard. And I'm, I'm hard enough on myself. You know, I'm one of those creative types that doesn't give myself a break and is always like, oh, I should have done this better. You know, and I cringe the whole time I watch
0: it. You I got to tell you because I know just how, you know, when I have to edit this podcast sometimes, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's like polish, polishing brass or something. It's like, it, and, and I mean, the same goes for writing. I've done some writing too, you know, and it's like, how you're never done. You're never yeah. really done. It can always yeah. get better, but when do you I would decide? I'd say it's the art of
1: walking away. It's
0: the art of walking
1: away.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's it's one thing okay. to be said for, you know, the production schedule at Indigo is it's kind of, it's gotta be done by this day. And that's, that's it. That's your yeah. drop dead yeah. day. And, you know, but when you're making your own movie, it's kind of like, oh, is it, is it done done? Or is it just <laughs> <Yeah>. mostly done?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: that's gotta be tough.
1: Yeah, it is. What's It's fun.
0: (laughs) And what's the best way if people want to track? Because obviously I may, you know, who knows who's going to. And also this, you know, we have people listening that aren't local too. You you know, we've got some people in Zealand that will probably be listening to this and whatnot. So is there uh, a specific place? Internet wise. Yes. that where people yeah, we have, go to track you.
1: We have our social media set up at um it's all Lasso Movie. So there's like there's an Instagram page and a Facebook page and a Twitter page. Okay. And they're all at at um Lasso Movie. Okay. And then as far as on Friday, if people want to go, it's it's part of the Oakland International Film Festival. Right. And it's Friday night at nine thirty. So it's kind of a later show.
0: That's when Lasso itself is screening at 9.30. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. And yeah. what's, uh, do you have something else in pre-production now? I thought I saw something uh, on somewhere that said you did. Oh yeah. there is
1: a movie called Bunker. I have a few things that are kind of bouncing around, but there is a movie called Bunker that um, we are, I would say we're kind of more in development. I would say we're quite, quite in pre-production, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool story. That's kind of a, another indie movie, kind of a single location type mm-hmm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a military story actually, and it's about a group of soldiers in the Middle East that do a mission, and the mission, and this is the, this, so this bunker is the rally point where they meet after. The mission goes terrible. And so the movie starts with all of them trickling in to this. To the bunker. To the bunker, and they're all beaten up and bloody. And a lot of them are dead. And, you know, and they all have little bits of information from their part of the mission. And they slowly figure out that most likely the mission was sabotaged and was someone within the group who did it. So it's a little reservoir dogsy. Agatha Christie. I was just going
0: to say Agatha Christie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, with, a, with a different twist. That sounds yeah, really the cool. Yeah, and among us, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That sounds really cool. Um, yeah. One thing I want to make sure to ask you, this is going to be one of the first things I was going to ask, but I forgot until just now. Um, I went to okay, and there's that reel on the homepage. Uh-huh. Is what is that? Because that's some really intriguing shit on there.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. That is all indigo stuff. That's entirely no kidding indigo stuff. Yeah, and it, it was
0: looks like feature film stuff. It's crazy. It's so
1: mm. wonderful to hear you say that because <laughs> that footage is so hard to work with. Because the way those shows are packaged, you know, they they're always like I said, they're and especially with a directing reel, you want. A little bit of a scene in there, and some emotion, and it's yeah. so quickly cut, and you come in and out of scenes, and there's, you know, it's polluted with voiceovers, you know, so you can't even get a line of dialogue. Yeah, the action, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So, so it was it was really challenging getting that reel together, you know. And I want to push myself in much more scripted and narrative, and those shows often people just think are like documentaries, you know. Right. And so, and then I, you know. So I sort of land in this weird place that I feel like I always have to explain to people. So that's part of the intention with the real.
0: Yeah, um, I never would have thought that was TV stuff. No way. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I don't recognize everybody in it. Like it's all local actors. Is it really? I, I, yeah. There
0: was a couple people that looked somewhat familiar, but I wasn't. Th- I'm like, i I'm, I was literally going, is this some sort of art house thing that he put together? <laughs> like it was, you know, there you was. You know, Mike Gomes. I don't think because he's so. from Santa Cruz he
1: lives in Santa Cruz oh really and he's, and he's a he's the guy in my reel he's in there a lot he's the guy that gets arrested at the very end he has the cry he's kind of crying with his girlfriend yeah I don't yeah, yeah. You know that part.
0: yeah no that was a really yeah. good scene yeah yeah he
1: was he's was great and he um he's actually in lasso he actually has a part oh, in awesome. he has a fun part in lasso cool um but uh anyways I wondered if you maybe knew him
0: no in Santa Cruz. no I don't I'm so completely out of the loop as far as the whole industry goes anymore, really. Yeah. But um, um, I st- I can't get over the fact that that was TV stuff. Very impressive. Like yeah. it's just some well, of the lighting and some of the, you know, that does not. I, I mean, we just spent however long talking about how sort of gorilla that whole thing was, you know, and. Yeah. You know, and now because, like I said, I've never seen any of these shows. I never, I've (laughs) never seen the finished product. I've only been in the chaos of the set. (laughs) Yeah. So which
1: is chaos. That was a common thing. That was something I would do sometimes. Is get someone to come, which is a big faux pas. I never said do, but I would get an actor to come look at the monitor, right? Because it's so different. Because it is, like you're saying, it feels so. Scrappy and janky and chaotic, yeah. you know. And then
0: yeah, I mean, like, I can tell you that good equipment it, and stuff, that, you know. Yeah, but still, yeah. it was like yeah. yeah, but
1: like say dodging cars and you right. know, right. yeah. And then so just, to, I'd chill and be like, see, look, we're actually not like wasting our time. <laughs> like, it, like do your best.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's super you know? cool. Wow, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna put links to all of this stuff in the in the show notes too, so that people can see what it is that we're talking about and, okay. and uh, you know, follow you on Twitter and you know, all of that good stuff. I love it. Um, I'll, well, I am not at all that
1: stuff. So that's oh, great.
0: I am too. Any of the, any of the podcast related social media is all Wendy. That's all. okay. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just, the, I just pulled the curtain aside, I guess <laughs> anybody, that think, I mean, I occasionally tweet from podcast Twitter, but, uh, it's usually all Wendy. Um, but so I know I know what you mean. It's like I just want to I just want to make the podcast. I don't want to have to do all the stuff to make people want to listen to it and actually yeah. find an audience and everything. I just want to do this part. I don't yeah. mind the post production either. That's kind of fun. But all of the I mean, it's why it was my weakest thing when I was you know I fancied myself an actor in my you know when I was in my twenties. It's why I moved to L.A. when I was nineteen and all of that. And it was like. Oh, this is business. I don't like that yeah. part. I just want to. I just want to act. I don't want to have to I sell myself it. and find an agent, a manager, and go yeah. on all these auditions. Why can't they yeah. just know how great I am and put me in something?
1: It's the hustle. <laughs> it's that hustle. I hate that hustle.
0: It's so it's hard. Horrible. It's horrible, I and
1: mean, it feels really false and weird. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree
0: completely. But. It's the way it works, right?
1: I guess. I guess. I'm lucky, I'm happy to still be up in the Bay Area. Like I'm scared of Yeah, that's pretty needing to go to LA and well, chosen can... myself to to behave in a successful way in that, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I I don't know that I have that type mm-hmm. in me, if that makes sense
0: i don't Um, want to find out (laughs) that can can be your homage to robin williams is you can bring film back to the bay area well
1: and you know he is actually on i have a list of you know that I, i literally have a list of people that i've worked with over the years that are very successful in this business that are still really nice and genuine and pleasant to be around and treat people nicely and you know and so it's like just constantly a reminder, like Evan, you don't have to turn into some yeah. cutthroat devil to be doing what you want to do.
0: You know that is a really smart list to keep on hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. It's just kind of like, nope, yeah. these people are still super decent.
1: It's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's exactly. <good>. Ugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm my done. dog. It's driving me crazy.
0: It's okay. That's part Can of the bark? yeah, a little. Okay. Yeah, I might be able to minimize it a little bit, but that's kind of one of the idiosyncrasies of podcasts. I think is, you know, sometimes you get super great studio audio quality and other times, you know, you have, you know, I've, I've listened to, I've listened to podcasts that were recorded on iPhones. You know what I mean? And okay. sound qualities for shit, but if the content is compelling, People will listen to it. Yeah, you know that's been my experience. I try and keep the audio quality as good as I can on this show, but you know I'm not going to toss an entire episode just because a truck drove by at some point or something right. like that. You know, yeah. um, hopefully you can edit it out without too much transition and everything's good. But you know, you can also just do it. You know, like a little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode and go.
1: I've yeah. heard that. I feel like I've heard that on sometimes. We'll say like, it was loud that day. Sorry. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The
0: only place we could meet was a cafe on Ventura Boulevard. And all I had was my <laughs> iPhone. Sorry. <laughs> do you want to hear the conversation? If you do, you're going to have to hear a truck go by every once in a while. Yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, okay, well he cares, but this is, this is where he was able to do it. Or his, you know, his actual high tech recorder broke and he was using his backup from the nineties or something like that. Who knows? Right. You know, but if the content's there, people will listen to it. That's that's what I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I have an idea for a podcast. Can I tell you what it is? Absolutely. That I think I want to do. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, I don't know if anyone would think this is fun, but this is just something that that happens every now and then. All these Indigo shows, kind of on topic. I just think it'd be fun to do a podcast that's just getting together and talking about stories from the field, basically. Oh, Yeah. Because it was so insane. I mean, just that little bit I told you about waking up and driving there, and you know,
0: yeah, like get. Also,
1: when we all get together, we could, you know, we all had a different crazy experience every day. You know, we're like your experience on set is crazy, and it was probably completely different than my crazy experience on set. But it came together a little bit when we're dealing with driving cars, you know, or whatever. You know, I don't know. I just think it would be fun. It seems like there's a ton of podcasts about true crime. Oh, for so it seems sure. like, be like an audience to like push it towards kind of, even though it's maybe more like filmmaking or something, but,
0: yeah. I, you know, you might be able to tap into two demographics with that, right? Because yeah. the true crime people, but I mean, people love to know what goes on behind the scenes on movies and TV shows, you know? Yeah. So I could completely see there be an audience for, you know, cast and crew type of let's break down okay this week we're doing episode 104 or whatever yeah, yeah. and the only thing that you can run a risk of in in shows like that i think is if there's too many voices cuz it's right. cause if if it's a pure audio podcast a lot of people are doing podcasts on youtube now where you actually can see everybody uh, um, okay which that helps but if you've got seems to me more than Three to four voices. If it's not established voices that people already recognize, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. who's talking now? Who's talking? You know, we yeah. have friends in New Zealand that do a podcast, um, and when I first started listening to them, it was there was two guys at the time. Now there's three, but when we first started listening, it's like, okay, which one of them's talking right now? <laughs> you know, because first of all, they've got the Kiwi accent, right? Right. So you're yeah. having to yeah. figure you have to wade through that and all of their slang and then pick out, all right, is that Luke or Hamish talking right now? I can't wait. And and it takes, you know, six episodes before you go, okay, now I got the voices down. Now I know who's who. Um, so I mean, I would listen to that show hundred percent. I'd listen to that show.
1: Yeah. I feel like it'd be fun. It'd be fun for us to do. You're right. We couldn't have the whole crew on every time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's the way to
1: do it. You know, maybe that would be the way rather than breaking up by episode, like by department. There you go. You know, now we're talking to the costumers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can remember on the first one, that one at the junkyard. You know, the wardrobe department was the back of a rented cube van you know and it sure
1: was, like,
0: was. Yeah. yeah 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 it was like you know you rode up the little lift gate on the back and it was like okay uh you know here's your badge here's your here's your uh here's your holster and your and your fake gun and you know um now i know your uniforms aren't exactly the same but you guys aren't going to be standing right next to each other so don't worry about it <laughs> we only have one csi hat who wants the csi hat yeah. you know that kind of stuff um but I mean I have a picture that one of the one of the other guys took of me and like four of the other guys, you know, standing there as though we're, you know, we've got our got our arms crossed and stuff and the sun's going yeah. down in the background. And it's like I just posted it on Facebook without describing what it was. You know, yeah. Like,
1: well I think that's on purpose. I think they just that was our people would ask all the time, Can I post on Facebook? And we would say, Well, I'm supposed to say no. Uh, but if you post it and just don't say what it is, They'll never track it. Yeah, you yeah, know, If they have, like, bots scouring the internet because whatever, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Jeez, that sounded brutal. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he hates squirrels. He's out yelling at squirrels.
0: Oh, like I see. And this Can is I- the same dog that I saw on set that day i, I think
1: so <laughs> this one <laughs> let's see. This one right here?
0: yeah i think is that, that might have been him
1: yep i think it is him i think it is him if he was in the tennis one that is him
0: yeah okay get out of
1: here get out of here yeah he's a jerk <laughs> yeah get out of here go away anyway what else can i tell you
0: i don't know you got any questions wendy no She likes to be here with her headphones on, but she doesn't like to participate. That's kind of her thing. I could feel if she was here. (laughs) You could? Yeah. Yeah. She's always like, sometimes I'll have a second mic that just sort of, you know, it's more of a shotgun mic that'll just sort of be over wherever she is. Because sometimes she'll be on her computer, like Googling stuff for me and things like that. Um, That's smart. And every once in a while, she'll get a wild hair up her ass and start. Yapping, but that's only when she forgets that there's a microphone anywhere near her. If, if she actually could tell that she was being picked up, then she would shut her trap really quickly.
1: <laughs> Is she going to come to the screening on Friday?
0: We're both going to try. Friday? We're both definitely okay, going to try. Good. No yeah. pressure. It's a long yeah. drive. So. Can we get tickets at the door? Do we have to order them ahead of time? You can get them at the door. Okay. Get them at the door. All yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to come. Okay. I'm open to It's it. a
1: horror movie. Right. Definitely. You know, so. Yeah, I don't, prepared.
0: I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I like a good horror movie, you know. You know, and I'm
1: the same way. I'm not really like a horror guy either, but a good movie is a good movie.
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, like Saw. It's fun, though. It
1: definitely it's fun. It's not totally disturbing. You know, it's not one of those ones you're like, ugh, I'm going to go take a shower now. Well. You know, it's definitely <laughs> sort of like ridiculous and fun and campy and, yeah. you know, yeah. screwball. Kind of, I mean, just that it's a it's a rodeo, you know. So it's yeah, a little ridiculous. That
0: was something else I did want to ask you is because you, when you were describing it earlier, and I wanted to ask this when I first, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie at a rodeo before, and you said that that was this idea of yours, right? Do you have any connection to the rodeo culture or anything like that, or are you into horses? <laughs> or I know there's pictures of you online wearing a cowboy hat, so.
1: Yeah, Uh, I went. I went up to. um, I have some friends that live up in Garberville in Northern California, like a humble county, like very southern humble county. Okay. And I was up there, and it was rodeo weekend, and so we decided to go. We got there late; it was already dark, so most of the events were done. There was no kids there anymore. It was trash everywhere. Everyone left there was just like sunburned and drunk and right aggro and screaming at the okay. events and and it was just spooky and weird feeling you know and it was in the redwoods you know so it was this oh, weird right. setting of yeah. the redwoods
0: you know that is yeah um, you wouldn't picture that yeah no
1: yeah and that's one thing i love that was a big thing i feel like we didn't accomplish as much as i wanted but I really wanted it to be sort of like the rodeo arena in the woods, not in the plains, you know, or the sort of Western sort of look, you know? Yeah. You know, and if you do see it or when you see it, you'll see it sort of, sort of accomplished it, I
0: guess. I don't know. Is that where you shot it? Did you shoot it up there or?
1: We shot it in, um, um, at a arena called Bellotto, which is, um, just outside of Gilroy. Okay. um, Why am I? Hollister. It's in Hollister. Oh, Hollister.
0: Yeah. I know it well. Lots of people think it's just um, a clothing brand, but it's actually a city.
1: Yeah. We (laughs) shot for three weeks there, and then two weeks, kind of in like uh, Pescadero area. Yeah. La Honda, like like Half Moon Bay, kind of over there. So then we shot a couple weeks there. Um,
0: Okay. Yeah. Was that... I saw a picture on... I think it was on Facebook. Because it said something had a great time in Half Moon Bay was the caption, and it was like men in lingerie or something like that. Oh. Anything with the lasso, or is that? That was probably indigo. Oh, was it a bowl? <laughs> no, I don't know what that was. It was just, it looked like it was like, I don't know what it <laughs> was. <laughs> For all I know, you weren't filming anything. But. <laughs> like, um, this is just in my normal life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, but. You know, and again, I looked at it really quickly, but like one guy was just sort of standing there with his foot up on something, and it seemed like everybody was wearing sort of women's underwear of one form or another.
1: Oh, yes! That that. that <laughs> ah! Sorry, that's so weird. That was... um, That was Sex Seven, and the Slammer. Okay. And that was Mike Gomes, the other Santa Cruz actor. Oh, Really? Randomly. He was that guy wearing the like kind of like rocky horror looking Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. that was a funny story. That was like these fetishist parties where they would light each other on fire. They would do something where they would light themselves on fire and it had some sexual arousement or something. And they accidentally lit the lit their house on fire or something like that. Oh,
0: that's so hilarious. They had
1: to go to jail
0: whatever floats your boat i guess as long as it doesn't burn your house down yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's nutballs Yeah. well we just hit an hour that went really mm-hmm. fast um i don't know before we wrap up do you have I, I already got your social media stuff so i can add that in um Anything else in, in closing that you'd like to say to the listeners?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like I should have something amazing to say. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Come see it at the Oakland Film Festival. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. And hopefully there will be news about it, with whatever kind of distribution deal. We're talking about it now, so hopefully there will be maybe a follow-up or something for you about
0: yeah, that'd be great. What's actually to, going on Hopefully it, yeah. we'll have you on at a future date to talk about your distribution deal and how exciting I, I it is. I'd love that. That would be super yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we're done, Evan.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for coming on. This was a blast. I hope you had a good time.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad. All Thanks, right. Wendy. Thank you. It was nice <laughs> meeting
0: you. Nice you want to stick your face in the camera for a second? No, you won't even do that? <laughs> I don't know. I saw. her. Okay. <laughs>
1: she put her face perfectly over the block that of my. You know how I have a little corner, the yeah. right hand corner. Yeah. Yeah. All I saw was one eyeball.
0: <laughs> there Just, you go. She
1: perfectly blocked her face with my little screen. <laughs>
0: <That's> too funny. <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Evan. This was a great time. I'll let you know yeah. when. Uh, I'll let you know when this one's ready to go, and um, that way you can tell everybody to come listen to it. All okay. right, awesome. All
1: right, all right. All right. Take bye. care. I don't know how to hang up. I do.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye oh, bye. 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 Ah, that was super fun.